Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. Hello, Other Side NDE fans. <laughs> uh, thank you all for having me today and to tell my NDE story. I've actually had an NDE and I've been in a coma on two separate occasions, so... Probably not going to have time to tell you about the coma part, but just know that the main difference between those two, in my near-death experience, my physical body died on the operating table, and I actually came out of my body and I went on a journey. In a coma, it's a lot different. In my case, I woke up, or I became alert when I was in a coma, but I didn't know they had put me in a coma after a second uh, emergency surgery. So that was a bit freaky because uh, I didn't know what was going on with me. So I will rewind the clock about 12 years ago. I had been sick for three or four years up to that point. Doctors really didn't know what was wrong with me. They finally figured out I had Lyme disease. But in the process, in the early days, in 2008, in July 2008 is when all my problems started. I actually went into an ER, I crawled into an ER, literally, with extreme abdominal pain. And the first thing they did was they thought I had appendicitis, so they removed my appendix. And then after that, I got worse after that surgery. But while they were in there, they noticed I had this thing called an umbilical hernia. And that's a condition where 20% of males on earth have this condition at some point in their later life usually uh, your intestinal wall actually has a weakness where your belly button is and your intestines can kind of push through there and cause a herniated intestine basically which is uh no bueno <laughs> any way you look at it so they noticed i had that when they removed my appendix and they attempted to kind of repair it at first but it got worse turns out i didn't have appendicitis and I got worse, and that umbilical hernia got worse. And then they removed my gallbladder for no reason, apparently, and I got worse and worse. And then they put this mesh inside me, this mesh that goes that went inside the walls of my abdomen to stop that hernia from ever happening. And I had a few of this mesh, most of your listeners have probably remember seeing a commercial on TV or hearing one on the radio about 
all these lawsuits, these class action lawsuits. I was one of those victims. <laughs> and this mesh can get tangled up inside you. And it can cause a lot of problems. In my case, it caused a lot of problems. And I had many surgeries because of it. And that's how it started. It started off with laparoscopic repairs a few times when they got tangled up inside me. And then on my fifth surgery is when I had my experience. They actually opened me all the way up from the top of my stomach all the way down past my belly button. And during that surgery, something went wrong. I, I've always thought it was my breathing that stopped, but it could have been my heart. They had a real hard time intubating me, I know that. And something quit working in my body to where I just came out of my body during the middle of the surgery. And I shot out through my head backwards. That's the first thing that happened to me when this happened. I shot out and the way I described it, if you think of yourself in a pool, you're on the edge of a pool and you have your hands up on the edge of the pool and you have your feet pressed up against the side of the pool and you push off really fast and you glide through the water. It was like that, but a lot smoother and not seemed kind of smoother and more slippery than I didn't really have any resistance when I came out through my head. So I came out through my head, top of my head. So I was laying down and my head's over here and I came out that way. And as I was coming out, I must have went six to eight feet um, visually looking at it. And when I came out, I just sort of glided out. And then this, this feeling, you know, a lot of people call it love. And I call it love too, but it's not a love that I can describe in the English language or any other language. The best way to describe it is if any of you have had medication, like after a surgery or because you're in a lot of pain, just imagine the best experience you can imagine, the best feeling. Like I actually have that feeling right now, nonstop 24 seven um, in the last few months. It's just an overwhelming love that's in your heart. This is really what it is. And I went from being under general anesthesia to this feeling just in a split second. Once you come out of your body, you're no longer attached to your body. So you don't feel any of the pain you were feeling before or after or anything. So all the sensors that your brain connects you to in your body are all gone at this point. And all you are is just your pure energy that you are, whether you want to call it a soul, a spirit body, energy body, whatever you want to call it. I've heard of so many names for what it is. I like to think of it as like in the movie Iron Man, he wears that little nuclear round thing in his suit, and that's what powers his suit. To me, that's what our soul is. It's just that it's pure energy, pure is power and once you leave that energy doesn't go anywhere you are what you are that energy and everything is the same you just don't have a physical body you're all it's like all mental you still have the feeling like you have arms and legs and everything but it's more of a thought driven experience at that point uh, when you die so as this was happening, as I came out of my body and I sort of kind of flipped up 
somehow and I was looking down at myself. Think of yourself kind of like a balloon and you're just kind of rotating kind of slowly. That's kind of how I came up and I was looking down on the operating table and I was trying to tell them, do not save me. Like, because I just felt this overwhelming love and joy. And a lot of people say it's like, you feel like you're home and that's true. Not only is everything okay, you just start knowing everything and all these knowledge just starts coming into you so fast and so surreal. Like you just start learning everything that you didn't think you knew or <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And the first thing I seem to remember realizing after I was trying to tell them below, I could see my body down there and I could see them doing stuff. They didn't really seem to be it wasn't like a code situation. I'm not even sure they knew that something bad had happened right at first. But I could see them doing some things. And I could tell they were having a bit of difficulty with something, but it didn't seem like they were too concerned or something. And who knows, I might have only been gone a second or two in this life, but outside I was gone for a long, long time. So the first thing I seemed to notice was our son. Our son, you realize, when I came out of my body, I realized that I was connected to the sun. That is where our spirits, our souls, get our energy from. It's like a relay station, sorts. I also realized there was a source behind this power, and I, I call it the infinite one now, but you realize that you are just a piece of this source, and we're all a part of this. We're all connected to this, the infinite one. We are all the infinite one. We make up this thing, this force field, whether you want to call it God or this is what I call it, the infinite one. And we're like, we're all connected with what I now call electric honey. <laughs> it's like a, think of a uh, honey and the, the way it's really sticky and it flows kind of slowly. And if you put an electrical current to that honey, this invisible honey, that's how we're all connected basically, is in this big grid or matrix, if you want to call it that. We're all connected that way by electricity. And the sun is where we get that electricity from. And I believe all the stars are just transformers for lack of a better word, that transfer this energy to us and to everything, every living thing on our planet and everything in the universe. So that's the first thing I remember before I got sucked into this wormhole, I call it now. So as I was realizing this about the sun and all these thoughts were coming in into my head about everything, just you name it, Everything you always wanted to know, you just know. But when you come back into this body afterwards, our brain is nothing but a biological, I call it a spirit trap, because our brain is wired to allow us to perceive what I call this illusion we live in, or you can call it a dream within a dream, sort of like, it's kind of like inception. <laughs> but our brain allows us to experience this illusion with our five senses you know we have and it's only as good as our senses 
when you come out of this body, there's so many more senses that we have. It's not just these five senses. There's different frequencies and everything is vibrating. Everything, everything in the universe vibrates, everything. Even though it looks solid in this life, it could be liquid in another dimension, which is vibrating at just a slightly different frequency, for example. But our five senses perceive what our brain is programmed to perceive. That is kind of how it works. You can be on different worlds and different galaxies on different planets, and they might have a different elemental structure. Like instead of breathing oxygen and nitrogen, you might have bodies that can breathe methane, like we do oxygen, for example. So here on this planet, we breathe oxygen and nitrogen primarily, and, and amongst other small amounts of other gases. That's what we experience in these bodies is reality. But once you come out, like I said, you have so many more senses. For example, there's colors I saw. There's colors we don't even have here. So how can I tell you what color it is? And it's nothing like the colors we have here in, in our spectrum. The first time I saw these colors was what was going to happen to me next. So I'm hovering over my body and the next thing that happens after I realize how our sun impacts us, and I'm not even sure how much time had gone by at this point, because time doesn't really, you don't really feel a sense of time when you come out of your body. It's kind of hard to explain that. But what had started happening to me is I felt like uh, somebody had trained a tractor beam on me, like, and it was pulling me backwards. Prison, um, it's not something I tried to resist. It was just something that you just know, I just, you can't stop it. So you just kind of surrender to it, I guess. And once you surrender to it, it kind of goes faster. It's a magnetic pull, like you're being pulled. And I was actually pulled into an electrical outlet in the operating room. <laughs> I still chuckle when I say that, because how do you tell this to the average person? But I went through one of those little prongs in the outlet. Once I got into that electrical system, the alternating current, I just went bam. All of a sudden I was going through this really fast wormhole. I mean, faster than light it seemed because the light, I had all these colors that I've never seen before and all these like sparkling, really brilliant colors. and. I guess this is how alternating current looks in your spirit form or something. I don't know, but I was just going really fast and kind of like you can imagine yourself like on a magic slide or something in a, at an amusement park. Just I kept going through this wormhole really fast. And I'm not sure exactly how long that lasted in time, but it seemed to last for a while. It wasn't like it was over in an instant, but I don't know how much time had really gone past. And, but I was picking up momentum. I was going faster and faster. And then at one point, everything just came to a stop, just like that. It went from going faster than light to just stop. And when that stopped, I was in a bathroom. <laughs> I didn't know I was in a bathroom at first, but it didn't take me long to figure out that I was looking in the mirror. But in my mind, or in my spirit mind or whatever, 
there wasn't a transition between, uh, how do I explain this? So at first, I thought I was actually observing somebody else's life because I was looking into a mirror, but I thought I was just like a fly on the wall. I didn't know that's what I thought I was. So I didn't recognize the face in the mirror, but I, re I realized it was like, you know, um, a teenage boy. And I knew I was in San Diego. And I also knew that it wasn't this San Diego that we live in here in this illusion that I'm talking to you right now in. It was a different San Diego, a different dimension, if you will, for lack of a better word. Or, And this wormhole connected me to this dimension somehow. From And uh, in, in my side periphery in my mind, I also saw myself kind of out here. I don't know if you can kind of out here to my, like if I'm looking 12 o'clock, it would be, it would be my three o'clock out here in my periphery memory, if that's a thing. <laughs> but I saw my a little square and kind of in my peripheral vision and I saw myself laying on the operating table in Tampa, Florida. That's where I had the surgery at. So I just sat and watched I just thought I was looking through somebody else's eyes because I wasn't really out to the side. I was actually looking into the mirror. Eventually I realized this was not a stranger, stranger's life I was looking in on. It was my life. <laughs> and I was the one in that body controlling the body of this 16-year-old kid that lives in a different San Diego than ours. <laughs> and um, so I didn't know how this was happening. And I was like, wow. So once I figured this out, I was like, how is this happening? So, you know, I walked around the house where I lived. I, rem I remember it was a two-story house and it was all mine. Nobody lived with me. I, like, I didn't have parents there. It was like I was the only one there. But it was almost like... I had been there before. I felt a big deja vu from being there in this body, but I didn't recognize the face I was looking at in the mirror. But it was me. I was, I could control all my hands and everything. And the whole time this was going on, I knew I was dead on the operating table. So I was having some kind of dual experience. I thought, I was like, wow, how is this happening? Um, oh, also, in addition to knowing I was in San Diego in a different dimension, I also realized that I was six years into the future of this life here. So when this operation happened, I would have been 40, 42, something like that. I was about 42 years old, but in this life I was 16, which was really six years into the future this time. So I would have been 47 or 48 in this life when that life was going on, something like that. <laughs> As I got to experience this life, I was at least there for two years because I became 18 and I had this big party. And I experienced everything in this life real time. This was not like some life review where I was reviewing a past life or something. I was actually in this life interacting. As I started out interacting in this life, uh, half the people I interacted with 
I knew in this life here, some point in my life, I had known them. But the other half I had never seen before ever. I didn't recognize them. And the whole point of me realizing what this life was about was to realize patterns, patterns in my life, in this life here, and how they're connected to other lives we're living. The pattern in this life seemed to be, I had to make very tough decisions. And it all culminated with this party. This is the last memory I have of being at this party at my place. And a lot of people came to this party. And in this life, when I was 18, I also had a big party like this <laughs> when my parents were out of town one weekend. And there's so many correlations. I realized all my choices that I made in this life in San Diego as a boy, and then in the two years I was able to experience, I was living ahead of the decisions I had made in this life. So in this particular life, I was always gonna be six years behind in this life, even though this life was in the future. I guess I would always be behind in this life, but yet I'm older in this life than I was in that life to begin with. And I don't know how all that works exactly, but this was the scenario for this one life. And so I realized that I just now, just recently have realized, I've had epiphanies about how this experience interfaces with this life. I thought I knew all the reasons until recently, and now I, I realize that there was a lot more parallels that I was able to experience that I could relate to this life. So basically I can tell you from this first experience I was able to experience, all the decisions that we make here affect other lives we're living. We're living an infinite amount of lives, I found out after this. <laughs> all at the same time we're living this life. And what we think is the past and the future doesn't really exist. It's all happening right now. This is what I learned anyway, through this near-death experience. So my first thing I have to tell you about this experience is what you think, your thoughts, whatever you think happens, always. Our thoughts are very powerful. Uh, since this experience, I've learned about manifestation and how that works, and it's true. What you think really happens. It may not happen here in this life, but it happens in another life. Uh, I call sandbox lives because we have lives we live. It helps us grow spiritually, I guess you could say. From what I learned, the decisions we make, the choices we make, and the people that are around us when we make those decisions affect not just our lives and those people's lives, but it affects lives all around this, all in the whole universe. We're so intricately connected like that. And this is how quantum physics work, I'm pretty sure. And this is how deja vu works, matter of fact. Like when you feel like you've been somewhere before, maybe even you were just there, you just, you know it. That's because you were. <laughs> you were there maybe a millisecond ago or a second or a minute or a year. I can explain to you how all this works, how everything is now in the present. So just imagine you had your first birthday party 
her first birthday 50 years ago, okay? That first birthday party 50 years ago is still happening right now. It's an infinite amount of times this goes on. And everybody has the same kind of quantum clock, I guess you could say, where everything's going at the same time. And there must be some kind of big computer that keeps track of all these moves. And I don't know when it begins and when these stop. There must be a time when some of these things stop, but I'm not sure what that is because I haven't experienced it yet. All I experienced is everything's always in motion. You can't destroy energy. Energy is always there. It just changes form. So all these lives could be a thousand years ago. It could be 10,000 years ago or a thousand years in the future. All these things are still happening right now. And there's many different outcomes that can happen. That's why I don't understand, um, if you've got a psychic reading, for example, the best they can do in my book is give you maybe a good idea of what could happen, the potential of what could happen. But there are so many things that can happen, not just based on your decisions and your choices, but all other people's choices. And it's mind-boggling to even think about in this brain. <laughs> when you come back into this brain, you understand that our brain's only meant to hold a certain amount of information at once because it can't hold everything that I experienced. Anyway, so after I was able to experience this life and understand the lessons that I had to learn from that life that affected this life, then I left this life just as fast as I got there. Uh, once I learned those lessons, uh, after that life, I went into what what is Scotland to us, but a thousand years in the future, and it was a different Scotland, different dimension, if you will, different vibration than here. And there, I was a politician, and I had similar lessons to learn about that in that life that affected this life. I had to learn a different set of lessons. And so unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, and uh, basically what I call atonement now, but the willingness to sacrifice your own life so someone else can live. These are the three main reasons why I think a lot of us come here. I don't know if everybody has come here um, because I think some of us have special missions we're on that may have already mastered these. Just in the last few months, I've had some epiphanies on this the different possibilities that can happen. But basically there are, you can come here on special missions as well. Um, I heard somebody call them walk-in lives or walk-in souls, <laughs> where someone kind of comes in to play a certain role for a little while and then leaves, sort of like my angels always do. And I've had so many interactions with angels over the years, it's not funny. I don't even have time to go into that. So. To wrap this up, because it would literally take me years and years to explain to you all the different lives I went to during this experience, but I experienced many lives, so many I lost count. Um, as far as I can tell, we just live in an infinite amount of lives that are all connected to this life. And those lives are all connected to each other's. And even though you think we're not all connected, you might be in a shopping mall or in a restaurant, but I guarantee you, you have connections with all those people around you in amazing ways you may not even know. 
And I experienced lives in ancient times, one where I was a different gender. I was a female living in ancient, what's, what's now Japan, but ancient Japan. And this NDE also confirmed a lot of things that I had experienced in my younger days. Like when I was 20 years old, when I was stationed in Hawaii, I remembered writing the Japanese characters. My soul, my DNA, our DNA is basically, a, um, it has parts of it are a memory bank, as far as I can tell. That's how it works. That's how we retain these memories. I've heard of the Akashic Records, things like that. And basically, in my the way in my soul, the Akashic Records is maybe a backup of what's in our DNA, possibly. But the jury's still out on all that for me. But that's kind of how it works. Our memories are always memories. They're never destroyed. Like you can destroy a hard drive or a floppy disk or a CD-ROM or a DVD, but you can't destroy this DNA, as far as I can tell. And if you could, I don't, I don't know that method. <laughs> That's how we remember all these memories in this body. So I was gone for what I consider to be a thousand years because the length of time between lives, all the lives that I experienced lasted that long. And what's interesting is uh, going from life to life was different than the wormhole that I came into the first life on. It seemed like you don't really travel anywhere. You're already there, everywhere. You're everywhere at the same time we're living this life right here. So you don't really travel anywhere. I learned how to astral project after my near-death experience because I was searching for answers on what had happened to me. But I learned that I proved that we can leave our body without dying. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. I've dedicated my life to teaching others this knowledge that I've gained. But we're living all these lives in other places all at once. And the reason we're living so many lives has to do with we're trying to learn lessons. We're trying to get better. And we're not just learning on our own for our benefit. We're learning for everybody else's benefit. And like I was telling you, we're all like these little satellites connected to this bigger entity that you can't explain in any language. It's that powerful. We're all these satellites and we're all connected. And the infinite one itself, us as a collective everywhere in the universe, we're all have these experiences to share with each other. Uh, it's not just for our benefit, it's for everybody's benefit. And there's a next level of love that's coming, and probably another level after that. But I saw the next one coming, and the next level is so profound, it's not like the lessons here. It's a whole other kind of love, but it's much better. I can't describe it really, but I can't even imagine anything that's greater than this love that I feel right now. But there is such a thing coming where it's even greater. And I, I can't wait to get there. And that's kind of why I came back, to spread this knowledge to you guys. Because um, as I said on the Jeff Mara podcast uh, a couple months ago, if everybody had my experience and knew what I knew, we'd all be best friends. <laughs> and I stick by that. This just what I've experienced in the last few months has made all the misery I went through in the last 12 years worth it all. And I'd do it again. 
now knowing what I know now. And so just to wrap this ND experience up the fastest way I can, I guess, at some point after experiencing all these lives and all these bodies and different time periods, I was very reluctant to come back here because I didn't want the misery and the pain I was going to get. But I knew I had to deliver this message. And so I'm so glad I did for so many reasons. But the biggest reason, I think, is we are all a family, a giant family, a giant spiritual family. And all we have to do is remember who we are. And that's my goal is to teach everybody, everybody that I can, and teach you all to teach other people. Because once we all do this together, then we can spread this around the world so fast. And everybody has to know this information because this is the key to what some people call ascension, moving the earth into a new vibration. If there's enough of us that, that spread love and spread the message that love and forgiveness is what it's all about, then we can raise the vibration. And I have a lot of ideas that I've had on how to do that together. And I can't wait to put a lot of these into practice in the future, but we're just getting started. But coming back into the, my body after all this experience, it's like a, it was like a mind overload. My brain felt like I was going to explode because I had all these, it's like I had so much knowledge in my head that my brain just couldn't handle it. And it took about a month in this life to really calm down to where I could process things again. And also the sense of time came back when I came back here. But what's interesting is time seemed to go by really slow here compared to other places I was or I am right now. There seems to be places where time stops like in between dimensions, for example. And there's places where time goes by faster and time goes by slower. But it seems like the rule of thumb is time goes by really slow here compared to other places. That's what I thought when I came back. And so slow that it was too slow to process what I was trying to process, all these things that were in my memory or in my DNA, I guess you could say. Your brain cannot process what we experience outside of these bodies. It's impossible. I think the reason is because we're just meant to experience these things. Our bodies are designed in a way for us to experience what we're meant to experience here. And I really don't think it's a bad thing that we try to escape it to, to see what's really going on behind the scenes, so to speak. After that, I calmed down took me about a month. Then I started learning and I went online after I recovered from that surgery and I would go on to have more surgeries in time, but until I ended up in the coma in 2017. But those were my two last surgeries. They just took the mesh out of me after that second surgery, after they put me into that coma. And I haven't had any surgery since. So, and they didn't put anything back in me. So who knows where we go after this, but my message to all your listeners would be find the patterns in your life. If you lost a loved one, they've left, you know, their body dies. They're not gone. They're everywhere. They're here. 
they're living many lives all at the same time that you're living your life right now and you're living very many lives if everybody's like me i have to assume so i don't know why i would be different than anybody else so know that there's patterns everybody has patterns in their life and once you recognize these patterns and start paying attention to who you've been around who has been in your life who was in your life for a long time who was your life in it was in a short time who was in your sphere of influence the decisions you made you may think they were bad decisions or good decisions it doesn't really matter as long as you figure out why you made them who your decisions affected what decisions that other people made that were in your life how did they affect you once you start to go all the way back to your first memories and think about all the patterns in your life then you will know the roadmap of why you came here and then once you understand that you can love and forgive everything that's happened in your life you can forgive yourself and you can forgive all the others that were a part of all these patterns and decisions and once you do that and once you learn how to love every soul in your heart that's when you're totally free you're totally free and then you can find what i call your next happiness now and that's pretty much my idea and my message to, to everybody <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it <laughs>